And we're at episode 89 here of the Cherokee Rewind. Thanks for tuning in. You got Mick. And today we're going to continue this little trend of goaltenders. Goalies, I tell you. Anyway, uh, we're going to have a guy, a local guy, who played, uh, I can't remember what, I know you played several years with the team. I just can't remember which years, but we'll get into that here in a second. And that is one Mr. Glenn Bates and uh Batesy, welcome, buddy. Glad to have you. Thanks for having me. Definitely, uh, I'm excited for this. Yeah, you and me both. Um, trying to remember, you were 30, weren't you? I was number 30, yeah. Yep, okay. I was trying to remember, but yeah, number, okay, 30 it is. So, uh, what years did you play in Toledo? Uh, I played 15, 16, 16, 17. Okay, so two seasons in a Cherokee uniform. Yep. Uh, my gosh, it seems like forever ago it really does yeah i mean do you ever kind of catch yourself and go oh my gosh i do pretty frequently uh the other day i was just thinking about it i was watching some old videos i'm like wow that was it seems like yesterday you know that i was playing with the cherokee and here it is several years later and Ta -da. It. <laughs> yeah it's funny because i'm like i'm sitting there and i'm thinking okay i got i got glenn uh here coming up to record and he, he wasn't gone that long. Oh, wait. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, holy crap. No, it doesn't just, seem like it. Yeah, it just means I'm that old. Huh? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, that's yikes. Yeah, I'm getting up there, too. Yeah, wait till you get my age, man. <laughs> get guys walking out of the – walk by a cemetery. You got guys chasing you with shovels. <laughs> you know, that's always a, that's always a fun thing. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so let's get rolling here as far as um, – how you got started in this game? Uh, how old were you when you were like decided? Yeah, I want to play hockey, or or got put on a pair of skates. Oh, well, I was uh, four years old when I started skating. I uh, home or not my hometown, but home ice was up in Monroe. Uh, my dad he watched hockey when he was in Marines, and then he had me, and then he was like, you know what, we're gonna get you into hockey. So. I uh, started to learn to skate when I was four years old and five years old. Next year, you know, I started the uh, learn to play hockey and took off from that. Yeah. So, um, you see, so did you do the pretty much the learn to skate and the whole house program up there? Um, I actually didn't play house hockey. I played travel uh, wow. immediately right into travel. Uh, my coach uh, was Brian Hughes. Played with him for six, seven years, and then uh, went on from there. Who was um? Who were the guys that you, uh, I mean, I'm guessing were you a Red Wing fan growing up, being a uh, local guy? I was a Red Wing fan, yeah. Um, you know, growing up in the 90s, you had Colorado and the Red Wings with that rivalry. So now, you know, my favorite team is Colorado because Red Wings are kind of on a downslope. They're on a rebuild for the past couple of years. And, you know, I cheer for both teams. Wow. It's kind of rare. Uh, I was going to say, rare. you are an odd duck when it comes <laughs> yeah. to that, Batesy. Well, I am a goalie. Well, that's true. That <laughs> explains a lot. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but, oh, that's funny. I, I, I'm trying to, well, I'm tr I was trying to picture that, and then I found myself this year, I wanted to pick a team other than Detroit to root for because I'm a Red Wings fan at heart, yeah. and I just wanted to pick someone that would, might make the playoffs. And so I... You know, it's like I tried being a Senators fan. That yeah, that didn't work. Hard. That didn't work. <laughs> so I tried Calgary. Yeah. That didn't work. So all Canadian teams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I wanted to get out of the States because that's what I did with football. 
being a long, long, long suffering Detroit Lions fan. Yeah. I had to find someone to cheer for, and I couldn't bring myself to root for the teams that all the cool people cheer for, like yeah. uh, you know the Steelers or the Cowboys or the Dolphins or the Vikings. You yeah. know, I just I couldn't bring my, or the Raiders. I couldn't bring myself to do that. So I ended up going north of the border and becoming a Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan. CFL, yeah, yep. good old Canadian football league. Yep, and it and it actually worked okay. anyway. Uh, but. Um, I tried doing that with I tried doing that this time around with with hockey, and I was like, eh. and so I, I ended up this year. I was like big into into Winnipeg. Winnipeg's a good team. They had a good team this year. Yeah, so I I really wanted them to go, and I thought they had the horses, but they didn't. No, and uh, sadly, yeah, yeah, the Canadians warmed down, but you know, it's like okay, that's fine, but. You know, the, the thing about it is is that at least with Winnipeg being a secondary favorite of mine, um, I don't have to invest that much emotionally into them. I'm just like, yeah, it'd be cool if they did it. Yeah. That's, and that's how it goes. It was the same thing with the Vegas in their first year. They made it to the mm-hmm. Stanley Cup Finals. We were all rooting for them. Yeah, true. A lot of people still are. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. You know, you get you hit the ground running. I'm sure the th- same thing's going to happen with Seattle. Yeah. You know, uh, get you know, hit the ground running from the ground up, and uh, and just go from there. But that's neither here nor there. So now, when you started playing travel, were you a goaltender right out of the shoot? Um, I actually was a defenseman for like probably my first three years, and then after that, you know, they, you know, when you're, you're young, they're like, oh, why don't you try playing goalie? Everyone but, has to. So yeah, yeah, my very first game. Got a shutout, six nothing. Then just all started from there. Just started uh, being a goalie. Wow! The time. Uh, th- did they ask you, or did you say, "Hey, I want this"? Uh, I basically said, "Yeah, I want this." You know, I, I told my dad I want to be a goalie, and then my dad and my dad was the manager of Monroe Ice Hawks, and you know, he talked to my head coach. Him and my head coach are still, you know, they're still pretty uh, close to each other, and. Um, he was like, hey, Glenn wants to be a goalie. So then after that, I was full-time goalie. Oh, my gosh. And that, that's when that's when the real journey begins because as you hit your growth spurts, that means new pads, every new everything. Year, yep. Every year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're, poor, you're poor folks. Oh, oh yeah. man, that's crazy. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That had to be, that had to be brutal. Oh, oh yeah. But um, – but still, I mean, playing travel right out of the get-go, that really, that's really thats really something. Yeah. Now, where did you usually have to go when you played travel back then? Um, go up Kensington Valley. You know, we'd go to tournaments over in Pittsburgh, Chicago. We'd play up in Livingston uh, against uh, Livingston County Lightning. Um, we'd go down to Columbus, and we would just, you know, stay in the you know Midwest states. So. Okay. Still, though, that's a lot of travel for a little kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it, uh, that probably had to be a lot of fun with school, juggling the juggling yeah, the two. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> he says with a little look in his eye going, eh. <laughs> anyway. But uh, so when you when you started to advance and get a little older and play higher levels, um, did how long did you stay in Monroe? The whole time? Or? Um, I stayed in Monroe for, like I said, about – six seven years maybe a little bit less than that i can't really recall 
And then after that, I went to Double uh, A Bell's Hire. And then I only played like, I played one season there. Then I went to uh, the 94 uh, Motor City Machine. I played there for a half season, got recruited to uh, Detroit Bell Tire AAA. Played there for a year, one state that year. Um, and then went on and played Little Caesars for three years. And, you know, after that, it was kind of a. Uh, did you ever consider playing high school? I didn't, no. Because the high school that I went to, I went to Dundee High School. They didn't have a high school team. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to go to St. Mary's, but my parents didn't want to spend the money for me to go to school. Just, you know. To play kinda, hockey. Yeah, to play hockey. So, you know, I went with the next step, and that was play AAA hockey. Okay. I was going to say, if they're going to spend money, they might as well go ahead and <laughs> put it, it towards. right there, yeah. And put it in hockey. So, um, so. Uh, tell me about some of the coaches you played for growing up through there. Uh, well, my first year at Bell Tire, we kind of, you know, like I said, I only played there for a half year. And about quarter way through my half year, coaches switched. Ah. We had, uh, uh, we had uh, Akeel Adams, who, you know, played pretty high up in professional hockey. Didn't make it to the NHL, but, you know, he was a great coach. Um then after that, I went to Little Caesars, and Arnie Morrison, absolutely loved him. His assistant coach was uh, Craig Willanen, and he played. He was drafted by uh, New Jersey, played a couple years with New Jersey, then went over, got traded to uh, Winnipeg, and then won the Stanley Cup with Colorado Avalanche. Oh, gee. So, so yeah, he was uh, part of the Avalanche uh, Stanley Cup. Um, and then that was basically it for my AAA career. Right after that was uh, uh, started my juniors. Well, now when you played, when you played um, through there, did uh, you play with any guys that you would see later on, like in your junior career? No, I can't really say that I did because most of those guys they played, you know, college hockey. Played, um, you know, higher up, like in the USHL, the NAHL. And of course, those guys would go on to play in the NHL. So I see them once in a while, you know, playing, you know, on TV and all that. Who are some? Who are a couple of the guys that you, you knew uh, that made it to the show? Matt Roy. He plays for uh, LA. Christian Lannan, who's Craig's son, he's playing for LA. Played for Ottawa. Uh, Hunter Miska. He plays. He's a goalie for Vancouver. I actually played with him uh, for Team USA. Um, JT Confer plays for Colorado. He played for TI or Team Illinois when I was playing for Little Caesars and Bell Tire. Um, wow, that's a pretty impressive yeah, list. Yeah. Now, when you, how old were you when you tried out for Team USA? Um, well, this is a funny thing because every summer they would have a USA invite only camp. And they'd only invite, I think it was like four to six goalies. So I'd be part of those four or six goalies. And I did that for three years. Um, it was every summer up at uh, Ann Arbor Ice Cube. Um, you know, I did that for three or four years before I went and, and played on my junior career. Okay. So um, when you were... But when you were there, I mean, still, 
that's pretty impressive to be, get an invite to something that exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was, I mean, was it like at one of those, uh, I'll say eye-opening experiences, not a deer in the headlight, but I, rather an eye-opening experience when you played there at the Cube with all that talent? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, you know, it was every single day all summer long. You would go on the ice for three hours and work out in between the two ice sessions. So it was, it was like you were playing a pro career. It, I mean, it wow. was that awesome. I absolutely loved it. Wow. Um, gee whiz. And, I mean, were those guys, I mean, that was just for the, was it for the U16s? Yeah, was it was U16. You know, they have the USA NTDP. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the U16s and the U18s. And I was kind of part of the U16 at that time because, you know, I was under 16 and, never made it past that but you know the level of hockey there was just absolutely unreal I mean, it was fast-paced hockey did it, you think it sharpened you up as far as for what you would face later on in juniors and yeah yeah etc I, I feel like you know i got stronger each summer you know i got better each summer i would you know face a lot of shots you know during practice so it was definitely an eye-opening experience and i couldn't have been grateful to do that yeah so you know i mean uh ooh, man that's i mean that's a lot of pressure though don't you think for to be that young and uh uh face that kind of heat figuratively oh. and literally yeah i mean definitely you know you had to grow up at a young age you know i was 14 15 years old and you know i had to act like a grown adult mm-hmm that's still that's like i'm like wow yeah you know but uh so now tell me about someone uh who coached that back then uh uh i don't even remember his name that's kind of sad that i don't remember his name i know tony granado he was the u18 coach and he would coach our practices pretty frequently there was just a whole slew of coaches that would, you know, work with us and coach us, both on ice and off ice. Okay. Now, um, that's, um, you know, I, I look at it from a standpoint of, you know, you're looking at trying to juggle this. Now, now granted, everyone else is, too, that's out there. Yeah. But still, I'm just trying to, you know, it's – this is the type of pressure stuff you, you see, I would think, you, you 18s uh, and maybe you 20s. Yeah. I, I can understand that because I think that kids are more mature to handle that. Yep. But, ooh, that, that's, still, that's still asking a lot for oh, yeah. a kid. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just, like I said, I'm just impressed with the fact that you guys got it asked to play or try in that camp and especially three summers in a row yeah i mean that's that's saying a lot oh yeah but it was definitely an honor to do that i couldn't like i said i couldn't be more grateful to do that man but still i i just like i said i i can understand why now i get it yeah now um how did that inter or work with uh going to high school junior high and high school um well like I said, you know, most of the time it was in the summers, so, you know, I would do that, and then, you know, 
obviously not do it during the uh, during the school year. No, but I mean, you were playing hockey, though, still. You were doing, yeah, I was you know. still playing hockey. You know, I'd, it was basically all year round for me it was hockey. You know, I would, with school, you know, I would. Did it ever, did it ever, did it ever kind of make you feel burned out? Uh, there's times, yeah, where, you know, it just seems like I was doing it every single day. And, you know, I, I kind of hate to do that, or to say that, because, you know, I absolutely love the game at the bottom of my heart. Oh, sure. But, you know, there's just some times where you're just like, I just want to relax for once. I never really got to do that. Yeah, you need a break sometimes. Yeah. That's all it is. Yep. You need a break. Yeah. But, um. I'm just thinking also, too, that uh, when you, you know, especially, I mean, did you play any other sports as a kid? Uh, I played, you know, baseball when I was younger, you know, t-ball and that stuff. I played football uh, one year in middle school and didn't really like that, so I just, mm. you know, stuck with hockey. Okay. You'd rather see 100 mile an hour puck come at you, or 80 mile an hour puck come at you, than uh, yep, right at my face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, still, I mean, that's it takes. Like I said, it takes a a a, 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 a unusual person yeah. to to do that. That's what that's what goalies are oh, yeah. to me. They they're they're like field goal kickers in football. Exactly. They just they kind of walk to the beat of their own drum. Yep. And talk to themselves. Yeah. Talk to the inanimate objects. Did you know Nate Gay? I did know Nate Gay. Yeah. He he did a podcast on here a while back, and on his he was telling me that to this day he used to do it during games, but to this day whenever he just is kind of to himself, he'll hum and whistle Christmas tunes. See, I never heard of that. I, I mean, I've heard of, you know, talking to your post, but I've never heard of that. It just is the sole reason why I just simply go, goalies. Yeah. You know? I'm a goalie and I say that. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's true. But uh, you, um, I mean, still, I just, I, I'm trying to picture, what would you say is the oddest, not necessarily superstition, but just the the you would fall under that goalies uh, tag. What would you say is the, was the oddest thing that you would do as a goalie? The oddest thing I would well, I mean, I'm a very superstitious person. Every single game, I'd have the same um, playlist for music. I would get dressed the same. I would, you know, put my uh, undergarments on. I'd put my pants on, and I would always have to get dressed right to left. So I do my right skate left skate, right pad, left pad. And then I would put my chest protector on, right arm, left arm, put my, you know, buckle all that up, put my jersey on, and I would put blocker, glove, helmet. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, well, you know, to be fair, though, I, I'm sure there are plenty of hockey players out there going, me too. Yep. You know, yeah. they don't have to be a goalie. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's just that hockey players are yeah. notoriously superstitious. Oh, yeah. So I can I can understand that. Now, when you uh, when you uh, did after you did the that through uh, high school uh, doing the USA camps, were you trying out other places uh, as far as uh, yeah. trying to move up? Yeah, I was, um, you know, trying out for USHL teams, NHL teams, um, 
most memorable was USHL uh, Youngstown Phantoms tried out for there. They had 35 goalies out there. Oh my God! Yeah, it was. I mean, they had two days where it was just all goalies. Sadly, didn't make it there. Tried out for the NA teams, Topeka Roadrunners, Sioux Eagles, you know, all that. And it was, you know, Sioux Eagles are like, well, we don't want you right now, but we want you to come up to Sioux and play for our, our quote-unquote farm team, which is the Sioux Indians. Yeah. Went up there, second day of practice, team fold. Oh, Lord. <laughs> How's that for a welcome to the Sioux? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I... Welcome, Glenn. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I was... I moved into my billet family. You know, I was there at their house for two days and then had to pack up my stuff and leave to find a different team. Oh, my God. That... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is... Sad is yeah. what it is, oh, but... yeah. And, you know, the sad thing is, too, I was enrolled in school up there and everything. And then once they told me that, I had, like, another month off of school to just enroll back into Dundee. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. That was man. a rough year. That was a rough year. I bet. Man, <laughs> that is nuts. Yeah. That is nuts. How did your billet family take it? Uh well I actually still talk to them to this day, you know, we're still pretty close, but you know, she was sad to see us go, but she understood the reason why. Oh, my God. That's still crazy. Though. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So you, you end up coming back home, uh, and you, you, I'm sure it was pretty difficult to get into Dundee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. I bet. How long were you out? A month? Yeah, I was out a month from school. Good night. So what did they have you do to try to kind of make things up to get back into things? Really? They just threw me back in like I didn't even leave. You know, I caught up with everything, which I was so grateful for my teachers, my principal, superintendent, all of them. I was so grateful for them because later on in my career, my junior career, they definitely worked with me pretty well, and I'm definitely happy about that. Well, that's good. We'll talk about that here in a minute. want to let you guys know, if you hear a lot of noise in the background, that's because we're doing this podcast here from Gander's Restaurant here uh, on the shores of Lake Erie. And, uh, hey, we're always grateful to them for being kind to let us come in here and and do this. I've done it a couple times before, and I am grateful for it. And uh, the food is wonderful, reasonably priced, and it's always always fun to come in here. And the wait staff, they're second to none. They're really helpful and kind and all that good stuff. So be sure to come up here when you get the chance, just over the state line here in the exit six into Michigan. So, um, anyhow... Glenn, what, uh, give me an idea of what a, what was probably the longest road trip you had in, in AAA? In AAA, uh, when we went up to Shattuck St. Mary's, played a tournament up there. Wow. That was a 12 and a half hour bus ride. Or actually, no, we didn't even take a bus. We flew there. Totally forgot about that. Oh, never mind. <laughs> but that was that was definitely you know that was probably the longest trip that I had was always to Minnesota. How um, I mean, you guys went once every year to yep, when you played? to the showcase. Yeah, we'd go play at the Schwans. Yep, the ice Schwans, rink, super ice rink. Uh. Yep. Um, so, I'm trying to think, who would you? What teams did you play besides St. Mary's up there? Ooh. 
for AAA. Mm-hmm. We played uh, Chicago Young Americans, called them CYA, um, Chicago Mission, uh, Bell Tire, Shattuck St. Mary's, and I think that was really all the teams that were invited. We were just, you know, Midwest. It just sounds weird, though, hearing, you know. Um... Actually, I remember LA Selects was there, too, Los Angeles Selects. Wow. Well, they, that's probably the closest they've got to playing a competitive team, yeah. you know, oh, or yeah, back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, L.A., I mean, um, it's changing. You're getting players that come from L.A. and Florida yeah. and Texas and wherever that are not necessarily, you know, those aren't hockey hotbeds no. for youth hockey, but the, you, can get, you can get some good players. I mean, there's some oh, players yeah. in the NHL from there, Yeah, those and, places. You know, the sad thing is, you know, Michigan used to be a hotbed, and you're not really getting that anymore. Well, the, I think the thing with Michigan is is that you got some players that can play, but they're going other places. They want to get out of out of Michigan. They want to yeah. go play elsewhere. Yep. So I think that's part of it. And, you know, I think you, if um, – because I always look at teams, you know, like – I always looked at teams like in our, in uh, our old CSHL or NA3HL, whatever. Yeah. You know, you look at teams like the Metro Jets. Uh, they had te- they had players left and right that they could have had. Yep. And back in the old CSHL days, Flint, same thing. They weren't that far apart from each other. Yeah. Uh, but they never. Most of those kids, the really high end kids, never stayed home. Yeah. They yeah. they went elsewhere to play hockey. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you look at. Uh, Grand Rapids area, I mean, some of those high schools there were just uh, insanely good. Oh, yeah. They were you like know? AAA level high schools. Yeah. It, it, and then you go into Detroit, you've got Trenton, places like that. But you, it's like, my goodness, you've got all these places, but yet a lot of these kids that are in those areas want to go somewhere else to play. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I, I understand why. I mean, you know, you want to go, you want the highest level hockey you can get. Yeah. But still, you know, if you want to, they can they can make the road trip to scout you at home, too. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, most definitely. You know, they're not all going to go to Boston. They're not all going to go to Chicago. They're not all going to go to Philadelphia. You know, they can they can make it to, you know, around here in, in Michigan and et cetera. But they, they do do that. Yeah. But, um, Eh, who, who I don't know what the future holds, but hopefully you know more of these kids will stay home and play. Yeah, because it it help it helps the the the, the reputation of a, a team being a hotbed or a state being a hotbed for hockey and everything. Yeah. But now, so you played um, you played AAA when you were done with AAA. What was it that eventually led you to saying okay? Toledo is coming on my radar. Well, I mean, to be honest, uh, it really wasn't on my radar at first. Uh, you know, I started my junior career up in Bay City for Tri-City Icehawks, and then... Um, what after, league was that? That was the Minnesota Junior Hockey League. So, and then, you know, after that, went up and played up a year in Canada for Bradford Rattlers. Uh, that was Greater Metro Hockey League, and mm-hmm. then... After that, came back home and played for Toledo. Well, what was it that made you decide you wanted to come play in Toledo? Uh, I wanted to be home. You know, I wanted to finish off my career because, you know, growing up playing for Monroe Icehawks, we go to Toledo Icehouse all the time. And, um, you know, I 
definitely wanted to be back home, be back in the area, and I, that was the best thing that I ever did, was finish my last two careers, or last two years of my career in Toledo. So, um, did you call them, or did they reach out to you at all? How did that go? Um, I actually came down for a tryout, because, you know, like I said, I played here in Canada. I only played nine games due to concussion uh, in practice. Uh, came back. Someone home. run you, or did you get hit with a shot? Um, I got hit with a shot, and it actually broke the cage to my helmet and hit me in the eye. Oh and my! Got a concussion. I was in practice, so that was uh, that was a good way to. That's a that's a teammate for you, isn't it? Uh, exactly. Yeah, of course, he was uh, Swedish too. Beautiful. <laughs> so, um, but uh, came back down, you know, home and. Thought about going back to Canada. Thought about you know elsewhere. And my dad, he was like, you know, why don't you just try out for uh, the Cherokee? Try out for the Cherokee. Um, and uh, you know, Kenny and my old coach Brian Hughes, my old uh, yeah. Monroe Ice Hawks coach, mm-hmm. they they were pretty you know pretty close with each other. And Kenny was like, well, what do you think about this goalie? Obviously stating me. And Brian was like, I think that you should draft him. And that year I was drafted and. Didn't go anywhere else. Wanted to play for Toledo. Wow. Now, how uh, now when you go into camp, tell me what it, that was like. Uh, as far as did you have um, any apprehension, any nerves, anything like that? Yeah, I had nerves. You know, as a goalie, you always have nerves. You could be a veteran of ten years going into games and still have nerves. So I had, I had nerves, you know, because you know if it wasn't Toledo, I'd. I really didn't know where I was going to go. So, you know, you, you kind of think about that, but you also kind of put it at the back of your mind because you want to visualize yourself making saves, you know. So you, you just think about the game. Think about what you can do, how you can do it, and all that. So going into camp, you know, I definitely didn't really talk to people. Um, even, you know, when I was playing for Toledo, everyone knew not to really talk to me. I had my headphones on. I was, you know, I was in the zone of the game. Holy cow. Now, did you recognize any names at all uh, from playing elsewhere when you came into Toledo, or was you in an island by yourself? Um, I knew a couple names. I knew Bogart, uh, David Bogart. You know, he was, we were like, you know, 10, 11 years old, and he's six foot. So I knew yeah. that name. Uh, Austin Turner, I knew. You know, I grew up playing with him, too, because I think Bogey and uh, Turner both played youth hockey with each other. Yeah. I was on the opposite end playing for Monroe, so I played against both of them. Yeah, because there was a whole group that played together like that. I think it was uh, uh, Turner, Bogey, and I think Z-Bob. Yep, Z-Bob, too, yep. And then, you know, Pisani's, they're Monroe Ice Hawks boys, too, so I knew them. So, you know, now, was, did you ever play with them on the same team? or I didn't, no. They were a year younger than me, so I played for 95. They played for 96. Those guys are a piece of work. I oh, love them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love them to death. They're a piece of work, though, oh, man. Yeah. They're crazy. Yeah. Um, no, the, no I, was think, I was trying to think, and no, this would be way before your time. I was trying to remember a pair of twins that played out of Monroe, and we got them for a part of a season. And speaking of crazy... They were these guys were crazy on the ice and crazy off the ice. <laughs> they scared me. Anyway, I feel like I know who you're talking about. Is it the Antonellis? 
No, 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 no. Because oh. I know Dominic. And, yeah. Yeah. So he's a great kid. Yeah. Great guy. Um, but I was thinking. No, I was thinking of the Hudicks. They were they were twins. They were twins that played for Toledo, and these guys. Um, they let's just put it this way: they were just an interesting kettle of fish. Oh God, I can only imagine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I can remember. Uh, I'm trying to remember: was it them or was it that one of them got tossed out of a game? One of them got tossed out of a game. Had to do a suspension, and the other one, uh, the other one was injured, I think. And so they, uh, the one that got tossed, dressed up as his twin brother. Oh jeez, <laughs> that's that's a hockey player thing to do. <laughs> yeah, that's a real hockey player thing to do. Oh my god, it is it was hysterical, but. Um, I, I can't remember how the story rolls, but I, I know that's essentially what happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that that was, like I said, that was kind of what you were – that was kind of how it was back then with them. <laughs> anyway, but I would love to get those boys on here and do one of these, but I don't know whatever happened to them. I really yeah. don't. But um, it was um, it was all uh, just crazy, crazy stuff. But now growing up, you had, like I said, you, you – Played against guys like Zebop, Turner, Bogey, all those guys. Uh, what was it like when you guys first met and realized you're going to be teammates? Um, honestly, it was like we were already teammates. You know, we knew each other from the past. We didn't really talk in the past at all, but you know, it, it, it was definitely you know we welcomed each other with open arms. You know, it was like a day hadn't even skipped. So. It's a good thing. Oh, yeah. um, did you, I mean, go to game one of your time in Toledo? Nervous? Oh, yeah. Uh, my very first game with Toledo, we were down in Cincy. And I uh, gave up three goals in the first period. Ah, I think of beauty. <laughs> so, a thing, uh, you know, I mean, that, that had to be, that had to be nerve-wracking. Oh, I yeah. mean, did you, now, did you... Uh, did you finish the game? No, I got pulled. First period, gave up three goals, got pulled. And then, uh, you know, it, it kind of got in my head a little bit because, you know, Aaron Callen, my old goalie partner, he, you know, he played the next couple of di- games, and then finally I had a chance to play again. Now, what was Aaron like when you guys were uh, together as teammates? Um, Honestly, I mean, we talked a little bit. We didn't talk much because – you know, as a goalie, you know, you're competing with each other. But, uh, you know, we still got along with each other, you know. We're still, you know, we'd sit next to each other, you know, in our stalls, and we'd talk back and forth, you know, about games, about practices and all that, what we need to work on. So, But was he kind of quiet like you, kind yeah, of around the quiet most side? Most definitely, yeah. It, so. it was almost like neither one of us just wanted to start a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that had to be beautiful. Yeah. Oh man, because usually, I mean, well, you usually have a type A. You, you you don't have the same type of goaltender normally when you have two goaltenders playing yeah. on a team. You have somebody that's the more chirpy type, the more type A. You know, uh, the chirp people, especially you know when they get in the crease there during a game, they'll chirp them oh, yeah. to death. But and then you got 
quiet guys, and that's fine. That that it works. Yeah. But you were uh, you were quiet. You were quiet from the get go when I met you. Uh, you were always on the quiet side, and that's funny for me to think of as Aaron because I didn't get to really know Aaron very well. Yeah. We would, uh, I think, you know. It's just because we weren't around each other very much. Yeah. So, you know, I'd see him and I'd nod and say, you know, hello or that kind of thing. And that was it. Yeah. And uh, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with him talking to him and stuff. So I didn't get to know him very well like I did with you. Um, so how did you play a lot in that first season? Uh, I did. Yeah, actually. Um, you know, like I said, I got pulled the first game and then Aaron, you know, had a couple good games and then. You know, it was like right after that, I just went on a hot streak, and, and I just, you know, kept playing, 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 and then, you know, he would he would get a couple games, I would get a couple games, but, you know, I was the one that You guys was, were rotating? But. Yeah, we were rotating, but then towards the middle of the season, I kind of seemed like I got on a hotter streak, so. Now, when, uh, what do, I mean... How did the, uh, who were some of the guys that you played in front of uh, as far as in that first year? Um, you talked about Bogey and Turner and those guys. How about on D? Do you remember any of the guys you played with? Sad enough to say I don't. I mean, I had, we had Brody, you know, Brody oh, yeah. was. He, he was, went, he played both. He was up yeah. front and on defense. Yep. yep. Um, you know, I had Omi. Omi was probably. Kyler. I, I loved Omi. I loved playing or having him play in front of me because he was always the one that would block shots made my job so much easier you know he knew when to block shots and knew when to get out of the way so that i can see the puck and make the save you know and that that kid i I can't wait till i get him in this microphone because he's got a story to tell (laughs) but uh never mind the fact that you know he's a coach's kid yeah but uh it's i just just it's that kid is a, just a great kid, and he's also like you. He, uh, an, you're what, Oregon? Yeah, I'm Oregon firefighter, and he's uh, Sylvania, Sylvania Township. Yep. yep, yep. He's Sylvania Township. Yep. So anyway, that has to be now. I, I know I'm skipping ahead here, so I, you know, I usually try to do it chronologically as yeah. we go, but I'm going to skip way ahead here to now, and that is, I know that the two of you play. For the like, he plays for the Toledo Firefighters hockey team, yep. and you play for the Toledo Police Department hockey team. Now, do you have you gone over to the dark side? I have, I have, but actually, two years ago, I quote unquote got traded from Toledo Police to Toledo Fire. Oh man, yeah, that was that was definitely a sight. Oh my goodness! So you went to the dark side, did you? Well, we'll get into that here in a little bit. I don't want to go jump ahead here too far. Let's, I want to concentrate here on, you know, playing in Toledo with the Cherokee. Yeah. And tell me, you know, what it, I mean, did you have to endure, or I shouldn't say endure, but go through the uh, rookie stuff, like, you know, rookie dinner? Uh, um, I actually didn't. I kind of I kind of said, hey, I'm not a rookie. You know, this is my third year playing juniors. Even though I should have been a rookie, to the, you know, because I was a rookie to the team, but I, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, you know, I was kind of on a hot streak right there, so they didn't want to mess with me. And you know, I'm also a quiet, quiet kid that doesn't have an approachable face, so they would be like, "Yeah, oh, we're just gonna leave him alone." <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Now, 
Did you, well, I mean, even with that, usually they will pick on you a little bit with a prank or two or, you know, like on the road, you know. On the road, the the best prank that there was was uh, setting a garbage can tipped on the door. The leaner. With water. <laughs> yeah. With water, they knock on the door, run away. As soon as you open the door, guess what? Your feet are soaked. <laughs> Buy them. Now, did you did you get lean uh, get leanered? I did one time. Still to this day, I have no idea who did it. Really? Yeah. So huh. whoever did it, I mean. Own up, man. Yeah, we got exactly. you know you got to solve this crime. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, now, uh, did you did, were you a person that pulled any of those type of things? Did you toss a room or? Um, I actually did a couple times. Um, I put a, a, you know, those small little Dixie cups yeah. that we had in the locker room for the Gatorade. Fill those up with water. Put her under the helmet. And as soon as they take the helmet off, it catch on the visor and. Just go all over them. Oh, God. <laughs> Who was your I, favorite target? I think I got Blake Mullins a couple times. Oh, man. <laughs> Blake. Yeah, oh, right. my gosh. That's funny. I, I think the funniest prank that was ever pulled, though, I will never forget this because Alec Walney had it. He had the video of it. Is when someone, not going to name any names, took the blades out of Brody Duncan's skates before practice. You know, he was taking his time, you know, getting dressed. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we go, we go out, and Brody Duncan's still, you know, he's getting dressed. And Omi walks out or walks into the locker room and is like, hey, Brody, come on, let's go. You know, we're getting ready to go. We're all, like, stretching right at the door. As soon as he stepped on the ice, it was just plastic to ice, and he just ate it. Oh, that my was God. the funniest prank. Ultimate face seen. plant. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. You know, we were all sitting there in the locker room just watching him to see if he would notice. He never noticed. <laughs> oh, my gosh, how do you not notice your blades aren't in your skates? Even even if you don't notice when you put your skates on, when you walk to the ice. Uh, there's not really much of a difference because I did that one time. <laughs> no, they got you too? They didn't get me. I had... Because I had the detachable blades, and mm-hmm. you know the only way to sharpen that is if you take the blades out. Well, I didn't notice it. Oh my gosh! Still, I would think, man, there's got to be a way of noticing your blades aren't in. Yeah. Oh my god, that is too funny. I got I got to ask Brody about that when <laughs> I have him on here. But um, now, tell me what was it like uh, playing with uh, Kenny Miller, Todd Omi? That was probably two, you know, the, they, they were most definitely the two greatest coaches I've ever had in my life. You know, they were good good influences on us, and, you know, they, they definitely know their stuff. And, you know, I, I'm sure Kenny gets it from Sap. I'm sure yeah. he got it from Sap. And, you know, Sap was, he was a mastermind when it came to hockey, and he passed it on to Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was... They knew when the when the moment had to be serious, they made it serious, and they also knew when it could be funny, you know, when you could joke around that stuff. Mm-hmm. So definitely two greatest coaches I've ever had. You know, and, and, and I think probably the thing I really enjoy the most about that is in all, all the co- coaches we've had in, in Toledo with the Cherokee, I can say this because I've seen them all. And I know them all. And I can honestly say that that's probably the greatest asset 
that the Cherokee have always had, regardless of who was behind the bench. Those guys were concerned about preparing you not only for hockey, for a game, and for the season, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. but for life. Oh, yeah. They really would go out of their way to work with you to try to get you so that if you wanted to get to whatever level, you know, this is what you got to do. And if you can do this, you can get there. If not, then you're going to have a problem. Yeah. But um, I, it was funny because um, I didn't, you know, I didn't think about that that much. Uh, but the more I thought about it, you know, it's like whether it was Scott and Omi and uh, Bob Zion back in the 90s, uh, later on, Omi, you know, with uh, Mike Witten and I think it was A.J. Rufo or what's it? It was Robbie Kroll. Uh, guys like that. You know, Chris Varga, Tarsha, uh, Dunk, you know, with Dixie or Dunk with Tarsha, whoever. Yeah. You know, Scott coming back and, you know, et cetera. All of those guys had that instinct to tell you, you know, things you didn't want to hear, but they didn't, like, throw you under the bus. Yeah. They just, it was what you needed to hear. And if you can accept that and accept your role, you, you know, we can work with you. We'll work with you. And I can say that having seen all of them and the results. Yeah. The results is, you know, it's a results-oriented business. And so you could see where a lot of these kids went on to school, went on and succeeded in business. Some played minor pro, whatever. You know, hey, great. But they turned out to be good human beings. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and I think that says a lot about, you know, your coaching staffs, including the current regime with uh, Kenny and, and Todd. And uh, I really enjoy those guys, too. You know, I really enjoy them also. So, uh, so where, who is the, the opponent, opponent you uh, really got your dander up to play? Uh, they got you all fired up because you just wanted to beat them. That was a toss-up between Rooster in Southern Tier. Wooster, because, you know, my first year of juniors, we were in the same, you know, league, same division. Interstate rival. Yep, exactly. And then, well, that was my first year with Tri-City Icehawks. We played each other. And then, you know, played up in Canada, came back down to Toledo. And I think that year that they announced that Wooster was going to the NA3. So I knew the coaches, you know, I wouldn't say I hated the players, but I hated the players. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was it was good rivalry that we had and, you know, Southern Tier. There was, there was a couple of guys that I really did not like on that team. Isaiah Crawford wasn't one of them, was it? <laughs> no, Crawford wasn't. I actually have known Crawford since uh, Little Caesar days. Wow. Tried out for us, so I knew him already. That's funny. Hang on. And, of course – you know he played and he played however long he did. I remember when he played uh, for Southern Tier, and then when he came to us, he was like, "Yes, finally, Cause, yeah, because yeah, that dude could flat out fly." Oh yeah, he could. That I mean, he had ridiculous speed. Yeah. I mean, I had I remember there was a player we used to have. He reminded me of this kid so much, except there was a couple attributes that he had that this other kid didn't have. Namely, he could control the puck. Yeah, he, Isaiah had probably the greatest hands I've ever hit, like I've ever seen. 
you know, and it's funny because this other kid, uh, I, I'm trying to get him on the podcast, so I'm not going to say his name. Uh, <laughs> this kid was like about the same size as Isaiah and could fly. I mean, flat out fly. And he's a kid from the Midwest. We'll just yeah. leave it at that. And he just went flying. He would go flying. And he was the only kid I ever saw in calling 20 years worth of hockey. The only guy I ever seen who on more than one occasion could not get a shot off on a penalty shot. <laughs> that's that's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's, that's just kind of how it is. But um, that's, you know, that's life sometimes. Anyway, but he had that same speed that, I, that uh, Isaiah Crawford had. And Zay is, like I said, he's lightning. And, uh, but uh, he, uh, you know, when he came to Toledo, you know, it was like, ah, glad he's on our team and not anyone else's, you yep. know, because that, that I just loved, loved, loved watching that kid play. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I try to pay attention. He's in the minors right now, and I'm just trying – I try to keep up with what he's doing and trying to do. And, of course, his dad, his, oh, I, I Dwayne. Love Dwayne. Love Dwayne. He is crazy. He cracks me up. I enjoy him so much. Oh. He'll start – he'll be sitting there. I had him one time – got to tell this story. Uh, uh, my old uh, broadcast partner, uh, his name was Mitch Jensen. And, I, you know, he passed away not too long ago, and I miss him dearly. Yeah. Uh, he, I just loved him. Anyway, his son, AJ, used to play for the Cherokee back in, like, 02, 03. Well, anyway, uh, Mitch was... He couldn't make a few games because he was sick. Yeah. So, you know, and so I was like, okay, no worries, no worries. And so he was going to be out for a while. Well, Dwayne decides he wants to give it a go. Oh, jeez. And I didn't ban him. I, I told him, hey, he tried to be real smooth and real professional and everything. And then whenever uh, Zay would come on the ice, man, when the eight ball would be out there on the ice, <laughs> he would turn. It was like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, he would turn into he turn into like this crazed maniac, uh, uh, you know. And I'm, he's got the microphone there, and I'm just like going, "Please, God, don't let him drop an f bomb, <laughs> you know. Just don't cuss, don't, you know, whatever, you know." And and, and he's just going <laughs> while I'm doing play by play, you know. It's like anytime you see something with Zay, he just. And just, I'm just sitting there going, oh, God, this is not good. though, that man was devoted to Cherokee hockey. Oh, he still is. He still he he still follows everything going on with TC. And uh, and I just, I cannot say how enough, how great of a booster supporter and what a great guy Dwayne Crawford is. Oh, yeah. I can't say it enough. Yep. Uh, he just, uh, he really is. And uh, Dwayne, if you're listening to this, Fairways and Greens, my friend, Fairways and Greens. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, that really, I think, helped open things up for Toledo back then. You know, having a speedster like that. And that probably, I would think, had to make things a little easier for you as far as the way, you know, you approach the game and stuff. Because it wasn't like uh, you didn't always have play in your end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of the games I would only have 20, 30 shots. Very rarely, you know, that one Metro game where I had strep throat and mm-hmm. had 51 shots. And wow. we won 2-1. to one. 
I think that was the only time that I faced more than 35 shots. Wow. Wow, that's impressive. That's impressive, you know, because that says a lot about your team in front of you. Oh, yeah. You know, it says a lot about your D. Sounds says a lot about the guys up front uh, putting the pressure on. Oh, yeah. Um, Our power I, play. Yeah. Phenomenal. I mean, I, I talked to my dad, and, you know, we, we talked about hockey a little bit, and he still says to this day, he's like, that first year with Toledo, he was like, if there was a power, if you guys had a power play, you might as well put a goal up on the board because you guys were going to score. That's funny. That is funny. And yeah, they were. They were. I mean, that was. Um, I'm trying to remember the front, the number one line back then. I think that was Zalecki. Um, is it was Zebab? Was it? I think. I don't think Turner was up the up front. No, it was uh, Zebab Duncan. I don't remember who the other four was. Was it Josh? Was it Summers? No, Summers was our second year. Okay. Um, maybe it, he was our first. I can't remember. I don't remember either. It's but, like it was close, though. Yeah. I mean, it was still. Omi and Bogey on D. Yeah. You know, that was that you didn't get first power play line. Yeah, that was that was pretty potent because either one, even though they were both defensive-minded, either one could get take the puck and go get in the play, oh, yeah. you know, on transition. They were both uh, just excellent defensemen yeah. and really good players, but they could transition when need be. Oh, yeah. Now, now speaking of which, transitioning from first year to second year, um, what did you go into thinking in that second year? What was your, your mindset as far as um, did you think of yourself as more of a leader or just, I mean, because it was going to be your last year because you're yeah. aging out. So what? kind of went into your mind as you were trying to figure out what it was you wanted to do um well i just kind of thought of it as you know obviously this is my last year but i'm going to treat it like it was my first year with the cherokee so um you know i just wanted to you know keep things going from the first year into the second year and you know be where i was if not better um Mm -hmm. my second year um just keep on going from there Okay. Now, who was your goal? It was uh, who was your goal partner again in second uh, year? It was uh, Hammerquist, Jeremy. Oh, the Hammer. Okay. Yep, yep Hammer. Um, and then I think maybe quarter way into the season, that's when uh, I think I that's when Isaiah and uh, Cody Gibson came. So Cody Gibson was got it the third goalie. You know that was added on. And he was. You know what the thing is? You guys had a goaltending problem back then. Not because you were bad or Hammer was bad. It was that all three goaltenders could play. Yep, yep. You know, that was that was the problem. It was a good problem to have, but, I mean, as far as for continuity and consistency and, you know what I mean, chemistry and everything, that was a tough one because you had you and Hammer. And Jeremy Hammerquist, I thought he kind of, you know, I mean, in – it's one of those things where, you know, you only got one position. It's not like you can stick them on another line or yeah. another, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I mean, it was tough, you know, because he was a really a, a solid goaltender. And Cody Gibson, same thing, yep. a very solid goaltender. But the thing was is, let's be honest, you were the number one guy, and that's just how it was. Yeah. So, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame or no uh, faulting you for anything. You were just doing your job. Yeah. 
So I'm just saying from a standpoint of I really like both those guys. They were both solid goaltenders that anywhere else probably would be number one starting goaltender. Yeah, yep. You know, if they played somewhere else. But uh, it's just the, it was a numbers game. Yeah, and there's it, nothing. And it, it was, and you know, that was that was kind of a rough year to go through. You know, for it being my last, and you know, having three goalies. You know, going into it, you know, I was kind of expecting, you know, just Jeremy and I, and then to add a third goalie. That's kind of where I wouldn't say that it screwed us up, but yeah, kind of, you know, kind of made things different. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, you know, and that that's why it was so hard, but. On the other side of it, again, you were the guy, and I'm. I'm trying to remember. Did you get hurt that year, or am I thinking not? I might have you confused with one of the other guys. I can't even recall. <laughs> you can't even remember. <laughs> or no, it was Minnesota. It was Minnesota. I sprained my knee. That's okay. What it was. Okay. Yep. That's. I was trying to remember. I could. I couldn't. It just was kind of real faint memory of you being hurt. Yeah, I was having a brain fart there. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> anyway, but uh, so, so when you play in that second year, um, did you think about at all where you were going to go when you were done? Yeah, I did. You know, it was you know kind of the grind. I had to you know think about going to college and. Sadly, you know, I didn't go to college. I wasn't going to, you know, pay all that money just to play college hockey and get a degree. So, you know, didn't really move forward with it. Mm-hmm. Now, so what did you end up doing once you hung him up? Uh, Mark Mullins, you know, he's assist- He's my assistant chief for Oregon. Um, you know, he came up to me and he was like, hey, uh, you know, why don't you become a firefighter? Thought about it, you know, took a couple of days, did a ride along with the life squad, and just went right into it. Went right into uh, EMT basic class, got my license, and got hired on the following year. Even though you used to uh, put water under the helmet of his son, you still got. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm I, I don't think that either of them know that. I really well, don't think they do. They do now. <laughs> so if you if you go and you reach for your helmet on a, on a run, and you get splashed, oh, you'll know. Yeah, I, I will definitely know. <laughs> now, did you feel did you feel kind of like bummed a little bit when you uh, when you were done with your last game in Toledo? Oh yeah, um, you know I actually still had the pictures on my phone, you know of everyone hugging me and you know i'm just kind of sitting there with my shoulders slumped because i didn't want it to end you know i Mm -hmm. i absolutely loved playing for the cherokee i loved the game of hockey it was just it was sad to see it end man yeah and and it it can be that way i mean it's 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 hard to let go and i can tell you that from personal experience it is hard to let go um but Life goes on with or without you, so you, you just kind of got to put your foot, one foot in front of the other, and yeah. just you know. So, um, so then you go from that to uh, you still needed your hockey fix, and you end up. How did you end up getting recruited to play for TB, TPD's hockey team? Well, um, what ended up happening was um, I was talking to uh, Randy Manchaka. Oh, yeah, I know yep. Randy real well. Yep, clay hockey coach. Yep. 
He plays for TPD. Um, I asked him to give me the number for um, the Toledo Fire Hockey team. And Kyle Getzinger, who runs the team, was like, well, we already have enough goalies and we don't need any players. So then Chach came up to me and was like, well, why don't you skate with us? So I skated, you know, practice with TPD and they're like, all right, we want you. And then, you know, went on forward with that. Now, here, here's the funny part, is that you weren't exclusively a goaltender for TPD. You played up front, well, on defense. Yep. And uh, how hard of a transition was that for you? I mean... Uh, not really that hard. You know, I think my dad, you know, we would go to Rick Gl- or Robbie Glantz Power Skating Clinic, and mm-hmm. I would go as a goalie. So, you know, going from... You know, sitting back into the net to defense, it really wasn't that much of a difference to me, I feel. Okay. Now, did I... I mean, and the thing about it is you don't just play exclusively other fire departments or police departments. You play... uh, You guys play a wide variety of teams. Uh, Uh, We we go up every year to Windsor, play a tournament up there. Um, We're going to Las Vegas this year in October playing outdoors i don't even know if i can say that but playing outdoors at the Winterfest. yeah we're playing against um wooster massachusetts okay and then playing tpd so wow I mean, we we play we play a lot we play all over the place pretty good schedule um now you also play teams like uh the toledo storm alumni yep you've played uh, i believe the red wing alumni red Wings alumni yeah that had to be pretty wild it was wild you know i it's definitely it makes it feel really slow playing against them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're a pile-on. Yep, yep. They're skating around you, and you're just standing there almost. That's hilarious. Uh, how Now, how often do you try to get out and skate? I mean, uh, you know, during the summer, I think it's probably a whole lot less, but, uh, like, during hockey, the fall, winter, spring, how often do you try to get out and skate? I mean, it's just, it feels like just about every week we're skating. You know, we play 40 to 50 games a season with Toledo Fire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're we're definitely playing quite a bit. And, you know, sadly with this COVID season, you know, it kind of... Oh, yeah, it bad. changed it up. Yeah. But um, now with, you know, things being how they are, though, now do you still have uh, a, shall we say, a rivalry now with uh, TPD's hockey team? Still there, rivalry is still there. I mean, I know TPD and TFD; they're gonna be their automatic natural rivals. Oh, yeah. But I mean, especially you, being that you played on both, both. you started. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I got some crap from TPD. You know, them calling me a traitor. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, what you don't know is that I actually got traded. Okay, so, yeah, that's I, right. I still get the traitor remark. Benedict Arnold. Yep. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. But, uh, I mean, I just, it, it cracks me up because it's like, I'm like, wait a minute. You know, if you sit and nitpick, you know, it's like, wait, that guy, he's not a cop. Uh, wait, he's not a fireman that I remember? Um, hmm. You know, those, those different, you know, you'll see a couple, I know some of the guys on both teams. Yep. And I just sit there and I'm like, but you know what? Hey, who am I? Yeah. You know, I'm not out there. Yeah. <laughs> if, I was, if I was out there, it'd be a whole different story, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, ooh, weebles wobble and they do fall down. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, 
it was uh, still, it's still, I think, a lot of fun when you can uh, get out there and, and entertain the fans because, I mean, that's the one cool part. You guys are, you know, uh, are not a pro team. You're not, uh, 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 I guess what I'm getting at is that you guys still are able to bring a good crowd out oh, yeah. when you guys play, yeah. and it's entertaining for the fans, and they, they love supporting their their boys in blue, the you know, the, the finest and the bravest, you know, and they, uh, you know, they, they go crazy for both teams, really even though they might have a personal preference, um, but they still love both. Oh, yeah. I feel like, you know, the past couple of years, people have been cheering on the uh, cops a little bit more. But, hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's because you're going to beat them, right? <laughs> you're yeah, you're so. going to – it's. I mean, has have you seen it change much in your time playing uh, as far as who's gotten the upper hand in the rivalry? Well, you know – Sad to say, I kind of give uh, Getzinger, who runs the Toledo Fire Team, crap, because um, he's had the cup two years in a row. Well, guess what? I've had it three years in a row. One with TPD, <laughs> two with Toledo Fire. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I mean, it, it has changed a lot, you know. Um, Toledo Police, they kind of, you know, went away with guys, you know, their corrections officers and all that, and they're just strictly going for Toledo Police guys, Toledo yep. Fire you know, we have Perrysburg, Oregon. Majority of them are Toledo Fire, but you know, we have that good little mix of, you know, mm-hmm. different department firefighters. Okay, and you got to re- remind them, you know, yeah, yeah, the last three years, and uh, who was, who was on those teams? Yeah, you right? know, yeah, remind them who's on those teams. <clears throat> but uh, you know, still now, before we wind her up, I wanted to ask you a couple things here. Um, who would you say was probably uh, – you talked about being a Red Wings slash Colorado. That still blows my mind. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, who, were the, who was – besides Stevie Wett, who would you say was probably some of the uh, the guys that you grew up admiring? Well, you know, Patrick Waugh, Chris Osgood, Mike Vernon. Um, I was actually named after a Red Wing goalie, Glenn Hamlin. Hacksaw? Yeah. No, Glenn Hanlon. Hanlon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's Hacksaw. That was his nickname. Oh, I didn't even know that. You didn't know that? Yeah. Hacksaw Hanlon. Named after him, and I don't even know that. Um, You know, you had Curtis Joseph. You know, you had all those. That was good hockey back in the 90s, and Mm -hmm. that's what I grew up watching. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Now, who would you say away from from as far as your coaches, or I should say away from that stuff off the ice? Who would you say were the people that have impacted you the most as far as uh, the decisions you've made and the way you approach life and whatnot? Uh, definitely my father. You know, he's been with me from day one, obviously. You know, he he raised me really well. You know, he, he was in the Marine Corps, so he was kind of he was kind of strict on me, but kind of not. But, you know, I, you know every, I have everyday problems, and I just go right to him. And I mm-hmm. talk to them, and, you know, we still keep that good, you know, bond together, even though, you know, we live hour and a half away from each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, definitely, you know, he's definitely been my go-to guy. Nothing wrong with that. Um, all right. Now, being what you know now, and this is usually how I, you know, am these, yeah. uh, with these two things. One, 
What would Glenn Bates today give? What advice would you give to that kid that came to Toledo? Ooh, that's a good question. Really, just play every game like it was your last. Because, you know, there's a couple games where I thought that I could have done better. But I have no regrets at all. You know, mm-hmm. things happen the way they happen. And I couldn't be any happier with, you know, what I did in my hockey career. You know, went far, traveled all over the place, and no regrets at all. Still get to act like a 12-year-old today, even when, you know, on the ice. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And the third, or the last thing, what would you like to say to Cherokee Nation? Because they do tune into this. Uh, alumni, uh, fans, you name it, former players, uh, coaches, whatever. They People that li- like to listen to this for whatever reason, it ain't me. So yeah. Honestly, I just want to thank, for, or thank everyone for their support. You know, it was absolute honor to play with the Cherokee it was the best two years of my life and I couldn't be I I can't thank them enough you know coaches you know players family you know we are TC family yep we are the Toledo Cherokee yep. TC for life baby that's how it rolls yep. now uh, I, I, I know I said that was the last one but I'm going to throw one extra in there okay Bing you still, you know, play with uh, the Toledo Fire Department, et cetera. Do you ever see yourself someday coaching? Um, I actually did a little bit of coaching uh, a couple years ago and kind of, kind of, you know, fell off, you know, because work got busy and yeah. didn't have time for it. Um, but, yeah, I see myself coaching in the future. Would you like to coach little guys or, or the older ones? I would like to coach the older ones. Definitely the older ones. I was gonna say it, it's kind of a it's kind of fifty fifty as far as attention span, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's why I think I'm saying the uh, older ones because you know I'm kind of not a guy who has patience, which is kind of weird for a goalie. Goalies have patience. Yeah, I sadly don't. Well, it explains why we always say goalies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Well. Thanks, Glenn, for doing this, man. This has been fun. I oh, really enjoyed this. I did, too. Thank you very much for having me. Hey, you bet. Hey, well, that's episode 89 of the Cherokee Rewind here as we're coming to you here from Gander's Restaurant up here off exit 6 in the little town of Luna Pier, Michigan. We thank them for allowing us to come in here and basically act like 12-year-olds. And uh, they, like I said, if you want a place you want to come and eat that's really good food, uh, this is the place to come. So for Glenn Bates, I am Mick, and we will see you next time right here on the Cherokee Rewind.